Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Father God, we thank you for the life that you have brought us. And that's why we respond back to your incredible love, Father, and give you our whole lives. We exalt you, God, today. Hallelujah and amen. I invite you to be seated if you're here in the house, and you can be seated if you're watching online and at home as well this morning. The love of God reaches us from that very first Easter weekend. The first moments where Jesus gave up his life still have an impact and connect with us today. On Good Friday, just two days ago, we focused on the cross and all that Jesus accomplished on the cross, a lot happened at the cross. Jesus' death was him standing in for all humanity to bring life and hope to us for all our eternity. But the reality is, we still live on this side of heaven, don't we? There are still situations we go through that are painful and not how we would script life to go. Easter weekend is about God's Son, Jesus Christ, going through pain to bring hope and life back to us so we can experience it here and now today. I want to invite you to listen in to this next video. It is a real-life situation where the presence, the love, and the life of God was walked out seeking the hope of God. Listen in. It wasn't until I was alone, lying in bed, that I realized... I realized I'd never see him again. To know I'd never touch his hand again. I'd never hear his laugh or his whistle. That's when I felt like my heart broke and it was just done. There is pain in our world. Pain from situations that we didn't even choose to be a part of. How can God exist in this world of pain? We know him as a loving God, but then we have pain that we experience in our lives. Can God be relevant in this broken world? I want you to come with me to hear the story of Drew and Julianne. Their story is of both pain and hope. I was preparing for a fundraiser for our school. I was in charge of planning that and Pastor Steve came into the church and he wanted to talk to me and so I said sure and he said no let's go to a different room he shut the door and he said there's been an accident with Caleb Caleb was in SLI Servant Leadership Institute at the church and um, they were going on a missions trip he was about 10 days in to that and they had a a day where they went to the beach. Just typical Caleb, he ran out into that water, just all in, 
I guess the undertow was really strong. And before anybody knew what was happening, he was in trouble. And that's the last anyone saw. Tragedy, sickness, trauma, death. These are situations we go through that we would never write into the scripts of our lives. I look at one person, they face setback after setback, and another person seems to live life worry-free. We wish we could go through life with highs every day of every week. So isn't there a way that we could live life without pain? It's a little bit of a blur. I, I can't even remember who all was here, but um, they came to tell me that Caleb was missing. And I, I really panicked. Um, my mind was racing all over the place. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink anything. I felt like all I wanted to do was sleep because that took the pain for a while. And I would wake up and it would hit me again. Caleb's not here and won't be ever again. And that, it was like hitting a brick wall every time I opened my eyes. I really, I really did cry a lot. Um, I had never cried so much in my life as I did in those I wouldn't even say just even the early days, like this went on for months. <laughs> I prayed a lot in the early hours to find him, to, for a miracle to happen, for a mistake to have been made, for God to be God, for him to show up. After a few days, I stopped once I knew. Caleb was not alive, I stopped praying. God didn't seem good. He didn't seem to hear. So why pray? I would look sometimes at Julianne, who was maybe going through more, more anger, anger with God, angry with the situation, um, even angry with the church. And... Uh, because I wasn't feeling those same things. Sometimes sometimes I would feel bad, like, should I be angry? Should I be feeling this way? And I didn't. For me, it was a lot of tears. It was a lot of, a lot of emotion. What's wrong with me? I'm crying all the time. And I see other people going through this as well, and, and they're keeping it together. And so I had to really learn that that was okay. That was just really how I processed things. I think it wasn't really until we knew that Drew's brother had found his body. That's when it truly settled. God doesn't seem good when pain is present. We think about Jesus, the Son of God, and Surely he lived a life free of pain. But firsthand accounts describe Jesus at the death of his friend that he was filled with sorrow. Jesus wept. Jesus never said we would go through life without trouble or pain. In fact, he said, you will face heartache. But what he promised is he would never leave us. I just had to have worship music on 
It's, it was soothing. And even when I couldn't pray, I felt like I still needed to be close to God. It didn't make any sense because I didn't like him. So it was that paradox of wanting to be as far away from him as possible and yet having to be as close to his music as I could get. And then as the journey has progressed, I realized that I have to keep praying. I have to keep close to God because where would I be if I didn't have him? And I believe that Caleb's in heaven with God. I know that he's there. And so I have to be there too. And for the first year, that really was my prayer is it was come Lord Jesus all the time, partly because I wanted to be saved from this pain. I want to just be gone. I just want to be with him and I want to be with Caleb. I really thought about his, his friends um, a lot. I know how much his friends meant to him and I imagine being 18 years old, 19 years old and, and losing a, a, such a close friend and I thought about the, the kids that were on this mission trip with them and I prayed for them a lot, thought about them a lot and with the girls as well. They weren't just his sisters, they were a part of his social life and serving at the church and um, everything that he did. Um, that actually really helped me a lot to be focusing on something other than myself. As we were planning his celebration of life, that's where hope started coming back. I, I realized that if I believed Caleb was with God, then there was hope there. There wasn't an end of life. There was just a different location to live life. I found what really helped me through was people just coming around me and telling me they're, they're thinking of me, telling me they're praying for me, telling people how I, how I felt and being honest with people. It was okay to, to cry around people. That's what I would really encourage someone to be. Keep the conversation open with God and let people in, let people help you and come around you. Um, and if, if you feel they're not, go to them and ask for help. Say, you know, I'm, I'm hurting. Um, I really need someone to talk to you because people do really want to help and they, they really do care, but sometimes they maybe don't know what to say. I feel that God has proven to be close to me. I pray often that God would go before me, that he would walk beside me and that he would be my rear guard. I pray that every day and I fully believe he has shown his goodness to me by helping me to walk every day, to breathe every day, to wake up every day, to find a moment to smile. And in that, I feel that he's close. And so I can still bring him my little things. And I can still bring him my big things. And that gives me hope. I haven't lost God even in my angriest moments. 
he didn't walk away. And that gives me hope that he is going to stick with me for however long I am here. That is what the hope of the gospel is all about. It's about, yeah, it's about how we live our lives here on earth, um, how we see our future, but it really sunk into me that our future is, um, and Caleb's future, is for eternity. And that is the real hope of the gospel. I can't imagine what Jesus went through. Because the pain I went through, just it just about took me out, I feel. So for Jesus to choose to do that, I wouldn't have chosen to give up my son. Never. I was selfish <laughs> that way. But to see the unselfishness of God and Jesus, that that's a whole new level of hope that that brings me. Jesus chose to endure the pain of a cruel death so that you would know he not only understands your pain, but he has felt your pain. He has experienced the pain of all humanity so that you can have life for all eternity. We can't take away the pain of life, but this is the hope of the gospel, is that God wants to walk with you and comfort you even in your deepest sorrow. In this broken and hurting world, God is the God of hope.
has a name. His name is Jesus. Because Jesus is alive, we can have hope as well. I invite you to sit down and just continue to listen in to this true message that God keeps hope alive through his son, Jesus Christ. Drew and Julianne, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your journey, walking through pain, seeking hope, and finding hope alive in Jesus. Our world is filled with painful experiences. Our lives are exposed to experiences that are meant to take us out, that we couldn't keep going if it weren't for something beyond us giving us hope and life again. There is a God. Amen? There is a God who purposed that this life he would conquer and remove the sting of death. There is a God who said his love would be available for anyone and everyone who would receive it. There is a God who is great in mercy and allowed his one and only son, Jesus, to carry the brokenness and pain of all of us on the cross so that by his resurrection, we could have hope that life would return to us. Love could be real for us. God keeps hope alive. And I want you to know, without a doubt, he does that through his son, Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Peter, who walked very close to Jesus. Peter says to us this, he says, 
praise the God, to be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Peter's saying it for us. And Peter walked closely with Jesus. Peter knows the truth. That hope is found in Jesus Christ. Hope is found in believing in the resurrection of Jesus. That Jesus was raised to life again. Peter is saying we are to praise God because God has made it possible to bring hope alive in us again. Even when it looks like there's no way we can have life. There's no way we can carry on. Peter's saying you can carry on. There is a way and it's found in Jesus. Scripture reveals to us that the tomb was empty on that third day. And that's why we come celebrating Easter. You can read it in Matthew's account. You can read it in Mark's account. You can read it in Luke's account, chapter 24, that the tomb was empty when when the first responders came to it. It was empty because Jesus had risen to bring hope back to this world again. These are the first-hand accounts that said angels spoke to them and met them. And the angels said to them, Why are you looking for someone among the dead? He is risen. That's what brings the hope back to us. Jesus went through death to show us life could be lived again. Jesus went through pain and sorrow to show us that hope is still alive. I say that all to you this morning because that's the truth. That's real. But life right now is filled with some very raw and real, very real moments that still have pain within them. Julianne said in the video, the pain made it hard to sleep. She wanted to escape and sleep, but at times it was even hard to do that. It was hard to eat. It was hard to keep going. Sometimes it was just hard to breathe. Have you experienced pain in your life? Have you experienced loss or sorrow or grief that made it hard to keep going? We're not here to compare to each other's pain. That's not what this is about. This is just about coming before the God of all creation with whatever we're going through in life and recognizing He understands. What have you gone through in life where pain has almost taken you out? Drew said he watched others express their pain and anger and tears. He questioned, should he be more angry about what was going on? Is it okay to feel the way he was feeling in the midst of his pain? This morning, we're coming alongside Jesus' experience at the cross. Because Jesus acknowledges that pain is real. He went through it. He feels our pain. Pain is a part of this life. The cause of pain is often meant, as I've said, to wipe us out. That we wouldn't be able to keep going. Maybe pain from a broken heart. Pain from broken relationships. Maybe a painful marriage. 
maybe a relationships at work, maybe extended family, where pain seeps in and it tries to take us out. Pain from broken dreams. Pain because just it wasn't supposed to turn out like this. I want you to hear me this morning. Jesus understands your pain. He carried it. He felt it. This is why he is the best one for us to go to, the only eternal one that we can turn to when we're going through pain or situations that just don't make sense. Jesus understands what you're going through. So where is your pain today? Is it all the way deep down in your soul? Is it in some of the closest relationships that you've had in life that you've never experienced release from that pain and agony? Do you have pain because decisions you've made in life and things didn't go how you hoped they would go? Do you have pain because someone else has done something to you and you couldn't control that? Pain causes anger. It causes fear. It causes feelings of wanting revenge. It causes us at times to turn our back on God because we just don't like him in those moments because we think he's responsible. Surely he should turn this out because we have a different idea in mind of the way things should go. You heard Julianne say, she said, I haven't lost God even in my angriest moments. He didn't walk away from me. And she said, that gives me hope. The truth is, we sometimes want to walk away from God. We're upset. Yeah, we don't like what's happening to us. This wasn't our dream or our plan, and now we're stuck to deal with the consequences. And this hurts. It is painful. But a big part of this Easter message that we need to realize is Jesus understands your pain. He understands your life. He understands what's been done to you, what you are going through. He understands it. Jesus, that's why Jesus says this to us, found in Matthew chapter 11. He says, come to me, all of you. Come to me, you who are worn out, worn down, weary, feeling the weight of life on you, feeling like you're almost crushed. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. He says, I will give you rest for your soul deep down where you can feel the pain. Is that where the pain resides? In your mind, your will, or your emotion? Your mind. He says, I will give you rest for where the pain is in your mind. I've got a friend, I just talked to him yesterday. He's a first responder. He's who gets called when you dial 911. He shows up at the scene. But he's at home right now, suffering through the effects of COVID. I could hear it in his breath, barely able to get it out. His wife is in the hospital, struggling even worse than he is. He's got pain right now. But he said to me, he said, Bri, 
Because of my job, all kinds of worst-case scenario thoughts are going through my head right now. Jesus wants to speak peace to your mind and your thoughts where there's pain. That's part of your soul. Is the pain in your will? He says, I will give rest for your will, your decisions. Sometimes when we're in pain, we want to make quick decisions to get out of the pain, the shortest route we could. But Jesus says, surrender to me even your will. And I will give you rest in your decisions so that you can say, not my will, but yours be done. He also wants to speak rest and relief into your emotions. God created us as emotional beings. We have emotions, negative, positive, everything in between. But God says, come to me in your pain. And I want to speak rest even into your emotions. You heard Drew say he cried more than he's ever cried before. God knows what crying's like, what tears are like. But Jesus says, I will give you rest. I will restore you again. Jesus came to restore hope to this world. We know this because he went all the way to the cross, through the cross, took the sin of the world to hell, and he came back from there to to be alive again. That's how we know that Jesus understands us and what we go through. Jesus came back to make hope a possibility for us again, to make hope alive in us. The song we just heard sung out, you, God, keep hope alive. From the beginning to the end, your word never fails. Because of Jesus, there is hope in the morning. Did you catch that? There is hope in the evening. That means it goes all day long. There is hope because he is living. That's what gives us hope. There is hope in his breathing. It means we can breathe through our situations. There is hope in the breaking. There is hope in the sorrow. Hope for this moment. Jesus, there's hope for tomorrow. Jesus makes hope alive in us. And you can read the testimonies of those who walk closely with Jesus, who affirm and declare, like Peter, That hope has been made alive again. Peter said he has given us the opportunity of a new birth into a living hope through believing that Jesus was raised from the dead. By us putting our faith in Jesus Christ that he has risen, we have the opportunity for a new life again. For our life to be filled with hope. I so appreciated my time of sitting with Drew and Julianne And hearing them express personally that God had proven himself that he was still close to them. They never gave up. They never let go of him through this journey. They're still hanging on to him. And as they did, God began to restore his presence, restore hope through his presence with them. They could feel him close again. Paul another follower of Jesus, he expressed it like this. He said, from all I've experienced, what I want to say to you is, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. 
Because Paul's saying it is possible. Paul went through some painful situations. And he said his prayer is that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace, even while you're going through your pain, because you're going to trust in God so that you will overflow with hope. Not because you've been to church, not because you've read the Bible today, but because you've invited the life of Christ in you, which means the power of the Holy Spirit will make God's hope alive in you again. God is the God of hope, even if we're experiencing a life of pain. You can be filled with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit if you've never experienced it or if you need to experience it fresh again today. How many of you who are hearing my voice in this room or online know what I'm talking about, that God makes hope alive? Is there anyone? Yeah. There is a God who brings hope and restores it. But maybe you're hearing my voice and you're saying, I don't have a, that doesn't compute my world. I've gone through more pain than I have hope. I don't understand how hope could be alive when pain seems so great like it's crushing me. Jesus knows what you're feeling right now. He says to you, even if you don't know him, he knows you. And he says, come to me now and let me breathe life back into you again. This morning, Easter morning, I'm going to give an opportunity for anyone who does not know Jesus as the source of hope, as the source of life, as the one who can forgive your sin. If you don't know him, I'm just going to lead you in a prayer to receive him now, to receive him as Savior and Lord. You can do it right where you are at any time of the day or night. I invite you to pray this prayer after me. Father God, I need hope in me. I hear that Jesus made hope come alive. Jesus, would you be alive in me today? I receive you as the Savior of the world. I ask you to forgive me of my sin, my doubt. I ask you to remove my fears and speak to me in the midst of my pain. Jesus, I want to be alive in you again. Amen. Amen. God hears us when we pray. God responds to you where your pain is, wherever it is. He responds and he will keep speaking into you. Stay close to him because he is close to you. And whether you just prayed that prayer this morning or you've prayed that prayer in your life, God loves to hear you respond and worship and love him. Church, I'm going to invite you to engage. Let's engage and let's declare that he reigns above all. He is the king, the Lord of all. So let's worship him now. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. 
Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.